the only the, the only other one I've got is that I share the exact same date of birth as uh, as Roger Federer, but that's not a claim to fame. That's just you know a, that's coincidence. It's more of a coincidence <laughs> and coincidence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Although I, I think we've, that one, we've so achieved very that. similar amounts in our lives, me and Rog. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, you're a little bit more of a fashion icon, and he's a little bit more of a great tennis player. But it's close on both. Yes, close logo on your cap, like like a little prick. I bet Mark's missus looks less like a moose as well. (laughs) Do you know? I was about to say my missus is better looking than his. (laughs) 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 Because yeah, I mean he could do better. I'm not saying moose aren't Uh, nice. They do do worse, it would seem. (laughs) I should should be doing a lot worse. (laughs) 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 Should be doing much worse. Welcome to the Long Snapper podcast. We we don't have a sponsor. We're not like the Mall Over <laughs> podcast. Um, they've got well, they've they claim to have more listeners than us. They have a hundred and four listeners and um, some sort of sponsor. That's not us, so we're not going to mention it. Um, if you want a discount code for something that will keep your genitals shaven, then you know where to look. We're not going to give it to you. I really like um, Philips as a manufacturer of that type. They of are. Really I would say strong. they're the best manufacturer of all devices to keep your to keep your balls shaven. Correct. I'm glad to hear you say that, Mark, because it's not been a great week for Philips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Welcome, Pat. Um, you heard from Mark. We've also got Rich with us. Hi, Rich. All right. I've um, I've still got an entirely hairy ball sack. That's that's my problem. Yeah. Well. I'm guessing we all do. I don't. I'm not going to go there. But Imac, mate. Imac, we'll sort you up. <laughs> we, we we have a we have a hairier ball ball pack than the uh, ball pack ball, ball sack. Pack. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> um, we we are getting together on this of all days, April the thirteenth, which is, by the way, it's Josh Gordon's birthday, and it's also Melvin Gordon's birthday. Coincidence? Yes, it is. Um, but it's also the day that Craig wanted to record the podcast, um, which he planned quite a while in advance because that was the day most convenient to him in all of April. And guess where he is? Hi, Craig. <laughs> you prick. <Should> we... <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we start? Guys, guys, can't, I can't do a podcast that week. Come along, come do it this week. That's going to be really good. We'll all be off. I've got the week off as well. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. I don't know how suddenly Craig is white and upper class. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair point. It's as good as a Rachel impression. Guys, sorry. Can't do it. it <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm proper busy. Sweeping chimneys by the sounds of it. <laughs> wow. Well, um, let's get this back on track. This this has been this has gone weird already. Um, well, it hasn't. If you regularly listen, you obviously this hasn't gone weird at all. It's pretty standard. Um, should we should we have a quiz before we get into what's actually a, some pre-planned stuff? Um, yeah, because because coming up we've got like the top ten current issues stories in the nfl this offseason if you haven't listened to any podcasts over the last three months which 
I hope is the case. Um, we can bring you up to speed. You definitely come to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've come to the right place if you just want one podcast in three months. Um, we'll cover everything. We'll cover ten things. That's what we'll do. Um, but first, obviously, we're going to have a quiz. Now, in fact, this this one this format makes me think of Steve Rains um, because it was his favourite. It's the old "come and have a go" if you think you're hard enough, which oh, is a name ah. that. He definitely gave it. Um, by the way, I'll quickly, I wasn't I just on impulse, I'll quickly plug the Steve Rains Bowl, which is back for the second year. Um, if you played in that the first year, they I saw some tweets today there taking sign-ups. Uh, we, as a podcast, obviously hate fantasy in general. Um, you know, only, only Adam, idiots are really Adam, into it. That's unfair. We don't hate fantasy. We just don't see the need to talk about it 24-7. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but the no, Steve no, Rains I, Bowl I do good hate fantasy football. <laughs> I, am, I am getting that way. <laughs> uh, the Steve Rains Bowl is good because it, I think you, there's a charity donation and there's lo- loads of people into it. But it's best ball, so you just do the draft and then you can forget about it. Oh, the that's my type bit. of fantasy football. Yeah, yeah. So uh, have, have a look at that. And, and anything that gives money to charity that's associated with Steve's a good thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, we've done our best. we've We've consistently given to charity just not very large amounts that we'd promised yeah Yeah. we've given consistently a lot of money to betting companies (laughs) it's almost certain that more money has gone to betting companies than has gone to charity um but eventually we'll get that big win and we'll write we'll write that ship and it's coming in 2021 (laughs) Are we suggesting that betting companies are stealing from Steve Rain's charities? Yes. Yes. They are yes. now. Especially <laughs> Betway. Betway. Those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have, we're going to have to issue so many apologies after this. Betway also have hairy ball sacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm getting on with this quiz. It's happening. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Um, I can't remember exactly what rules we did last time, but I've got four lists of stuff, and you're going to outbid each other and see if you can name as many as you think you can name. How this is going to work, though, is if you can name that number of things, you will get that number of points. And if it transpires you can't, you will lose that number of points. I'm not breaking even. (laughs) (laughs) So simple as that as they say um your first list is detroit lions starting quarterbacks any detroit lions starting quarterback from their history we've established that we never talk about the detroit lions um, so here's their moment um in the super bowl era i should clarify so if you're going to name me a lions QB from the 1930s, it's not going to be right. So 1966 onwards, please. Um, if you're wondering, there are a mere 36 of them. I can't believe there aren't like 100, <laughs> but there are only 36 QBs to start a regular season game for the Detroit Lions. Um, anyone want to kick us off with a bid? One. <laughs> <laughs> Flying in with one. <laughs> anyone want to Two. increase? Two mark. Well, there you go. I can do three. Yes, Pat. Three. Any bid from you, Rich? Just a shake of the head. <laughs> I've been in the pub before this. 
my shitty normal memory is even worse. <laughs> Are you going to advance on three, Mark? Four. Wow, yes. I'm not, I'm not sure whether my role here is just to... Egg us on to cock it up. Because ideally, I want the winner of this quiz to have zero or minus points. You're aiming for like a QI type ending. Yeah, sport, yeah, right? yeah. Alan <laughs> Davis will win. Five from Pat. Oh. Yeah, so uh, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> okay, over over to you, Pat. I'm not going to take too much wasting time here. Um, right. When have I ever? Start <laughs> with the risky one, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, obviously. First one. So that's ten years accounted for. Who's next? Yeah. Well, <laughs> when he got injured, he was replaced by David Snowblow. Very good. Yeah, that is two. <laughs> and when Blau was that's... shit, he was replaced by Jeff Driscoll. That oh, name again is Mr. Blau. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've not thought this through. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll, that is three. You only have two more to name for your five points. And then there was the terrible 0 16 season, which had. John Kittner. What a shout. Yes, and the guy who ran out the back of the end zone was Dan Orlovsky, I think. Dan Orlovsky is also correct. You have got five, five points, sir. Very well done. Thank you. That's it. Pat wins the quiz. <laughs> I would watch two, one two of those. Other names you may have heard of. Um, I'm obviously not going to read them all out. Um, Charlie Batch, Dante Culpepper, um, Dave Joe Lee, Harrington. Joey Harrington, yeah. Um, Drew Stanton, Frank Sorry, Wright had a had a little go there. Um, just having a look down. Sean Hill, um, and of course Chuck Long. Oh, the legend that oh, is. Yes. All right, five points to Pat. Next list: play-by-play announcers in America. That called a game in the 2020 season. How about that? To get your teeth into. So by play by play, I mean, you know, I mean, not the colour guy, not the uh, sideline reporter, um, whoever called the plays as they happened. Um, three. Three from Rich. I say guy. It's not necessarily just men. Um, I mean, they are, though, because well do you know what they're not just men i'm gonna say that right here and um, whether that helps somebody i don't know so you're on three rich four four from mark are i'm you... not sure i could do one so i'm still <laughs> bear in mind all i watch is red zone and then highlights they don't say the names on the highlights uh, are you gonna ask mark to have a go if he thinks he's hard enough although not letting four. him go above four could be a tactical play here as well. <laughs> yeah, have a go if you think you're hard enough because I'm going to get colour guys and uh, announcers mixed up here if I try for more. All right, Mark, give us your four points. So this should be relatively easy, I think. Jim Nance. Yeah. Joe go. Buck. Yeah. Uh, Al Michaels. Of course. And Mike Tarico. Yeah, that was a very easy four points. Well done. Um, Should have gone for more, Mark. <laughs> disappointed that you didn't mention Could... Beth Moens. Uh, but, but there you go. So sorry, she... sorry, Beth. Who does Beth announce? Beth Beth Moens. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think of fem- any female voices that I've ever heard on Red Zone. 
Yeah, you'd have probably heard Beth. Um, but the, she's clearly she's not that memorable. She's, uh, she's just Raiders, though, I think, isn't she? No, I think she t- she's done, like, I think CBS. Okay. Here and there. All right, so Pat's on five, Mark's on four. Um, next up, Kika, you'll, you'll love this. Um, list of states with a current NFL franchise. And by location, it's where the stadium is, um, just to be clear. Seven. I'm really upset, That's Craig. Start, Rich. <laughs> Seven from Rich. Um, by the way, there are 23 of them, if you're wondering. Wow. Eight. Eight, okay. Ten. Yes. Ooh. Eleven. Okay. Twelve. Keep going, boys. Keep going. Fourteen. Oh, straight in, Rich. <laughs> so someone's either winning or losing on this on this one, aren't we? Uh, Fifteen. Okay. Any advance on fifteen? Sixteen. <laughs> Sixteen feels like a lot. Oh, I th- I th- but there are seven more, so it's not yeah, really, seventeen. <laughs> yes. Rich, you're looking in pieces. <laughs> I really want to go for it, but I know I'm going to fuck it up. No, I'm, uh, Pat, have you got any advance? No, I, I really want to see either of you attempt this, so I'm sitting very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. 17 states to name. Here we go uh, in, the, in the geography round. Okay, there's only one team in New York, so we'll start there. Correct. <laughs> Counts. Which um, would then classify the next one is New Jersey. Yeah, that's your second. Um, I will go with right. I'm going to start over that side. Um, let's go Massachusetts. That's three. Fourteen uh, to go. <laughs> Christ, it seems like an awful lot now. Um, um, <laughs> Adam's already regretting the editing for this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maryland. Correct. So that's four. Okay. Um, uh, Wisconsin. Five. Packers. Uh, Michigan. Six. Vikings are in Minnesota. Uh, which is correct. It? Yeah, because yes. it's not, it's the Yes. Min- the Minnesota Vikings are in Minnesota. In Minnesota, right? yeah. So that's seven. Um, Nevada. That is eight. Uh, California. Nine. Arizona. Ten. Oh, the socks are coming off. <laughs> um, fl- have I said Florida already? You haven't. Florida. That is 11. I like the way that Pat's counting on his fingers just to make sure I don't mess this up. It's <laughs> important, man. Um, <laughs> North Carolina. They are north, yeah. I suddenly had a almost had a second down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good with North Carolina. That's 12. Um, okay. Your team. Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> There's yeah. a clue in the name. Literally oh, yeah. named. <laughs> yeah. uh, Texas. Have I said Texas yet? Texas. You haven't said Texas. Texas is correct. Cool. Um, Washington State. Correct. That's your 15th. I need another two. Okay, um, I'm, I'm, 
I'm feeling quite confident now. Um, so I'm going to say Georgia, which is the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Um, and then I don't think I've said it already. I don't think so. Correct me if I'm wrong. The New Orleans Saints are in Louisiana. They are, and you have Great won job, yourself Martin. 17 points to take you up to 21. Um, the other six, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, for anyone keeping track. Right, final list. Can Mark blow it somehow? It's likely. <laughs> All right. So we need to get him up to 22 I... and then not make it. I'm you basically... Try that, or I'm, you... I'm just going to say, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough at like four. <laughs> I think the bids are going to go quite high. Um, unfortunately, sure. there are only 21 on this list. Um, oh, so Rich can tie then. Yeah. Um, and they are the. These, this is a bit weird. Starting quarterbacks to win a London game. 10. Okay, Rich is in with 10. I don't think I can do 10. <laughs> I don't think I Sorry can either. Your quiz. <laughs> ah, you're, you're the one that's supposed to be bidding high here. It's a bit 21, mate. <laughs> I've got a second behind Mark. That's the best position you can go hope for in a quiz. <laughs> I, it's so unlikely that Mark gets caught here. Um, so we might as well watch Rich uh, make a mess of this. <laughs> yeah, 10. Name him, Rich. Oh, Come on. God. See if you can get second. All right. Um, six. I think uh, Jared Goff has played in one of those games and won it. He has. That's your first one. And I also vaguely remember the Raiders winning one last couple of years, two years ago, three years ago. That's <laughs> so uh, fine. My brain's just gone blank, uh, which it does in these always. <laughs> I'm going to come back to him. Uh, Deshaun Watson has played in one and one one. I think. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him that's, that's smashed two. some terrible team off the park. And Russell Wilson has played in a in one of those games, so I assume he probably won it. He did. That's three. And Tom Brady. I think Patriots yeah. have won at least one in London. Yeah, four. The reason I'm stalling on this is because I'm certain. Oh, I know the 49ers won one about four or five years ago, and I'm tr I'm desperately trying to remember whether it was Cap that was playing at that point or Alex Smith, and I think it was Kaepernick. So I'm going to go with him. Kaepernick is correct. He is your fifth correct answer. Yes, I mean, I was thinking of Blake Bortles, but getting him mixed up with Gabbert. I'll give you Blake Bortles. He's <laughs> on there. That's that's your sixth. I'm really struggling now. So we may tell. <laughs> You're hiding it Thanks, well. <laughs> what am I up to? Six. Six. Not enough, mate. Just, just, just uh, give us an incorrect answer so we can get on with the rest of the podcast. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking of. Uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo in the announcers thing, so let's go Tony Tony Romo and see where he's Also correct. <laughs> what? Flying now, come on. You've only got two uh, more to get. Uh, let's go with Roethlisberger, just because he's been playing the league a long time. Uh, Roethlisberger, 
no, bad luck. Oh, oh, I think he's played a London game, but he obviously he obviously didn't win. Um, you have lost ten points, so you are going to finish third. Um, Pat second place on five. Mark have some music with twenty one points. Finally, um, other names you could have had. You were umming and ahhing for ages about Kaepernick and Alex Smith. Um, Alex Smith also won the London game with the Chiefs. So oh, is he right, anyway. Um, also, another 49ers quarterback has won a London game. Anybody know? Roy Smith. Been here a while. Um, others, Carson Wentz, Case Keenum, Derek Carr, who was on the oh, Drew Brees, yes. Eli Manning, Jay Cutler, Kyle Allen, Matt Castle. I think wow. he beat Roethlisberger, actually. Uh, Phil Rivers, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Tannehill, and, yeah, Troy Smith. So there you go. Oh, I should have gone for Phil Rivers just to annoy Greg. <laughs> oh, that lovely arm action. Right, shall we, shall, shall we give you what we promised? And that's our top 10 um, stuff. I'm giving it a catchy name. Top 10 stories stuff. around the NFL. Are we going to have a jingle for it? No. Cool. <laughs> I love top the idea. Top 10 of... stories. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just needs a swoosh on the end of that, and that'd be great. <laughs> okay, your tenth most important story of the off season. Um, Andy Dalton has gone to the Chicago Bears, and he's going to start for them as as quarterback. Um, I weirdly think that makes them a, a better team. Like they don't need; they've got such a great defense that they don't need an elite quarterback. Just someone who can do the basics and run a system will be enough to get them wins. I, 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 to a certain extent, I agree with that. He's, he's an upgrade on either Foles or Trubisky. Yeah. Um, and I don't think even uh, yeah, <clears throat> Bears fans who are or big Trubisky fans would, uh, could argue with that and justify it. I know. There's just something about the name Andy Dalton that doesn't get people's juices flowing. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I don't think, I think you could do far worse, quite frankly. When he went so, to the Cowboys, I thought, here's a chance for a guy who's been at a mediocre team for ages to step up his performance in a better offense and really show us what he's made of. And he was pish. So I'm not expecting anything from him at the Bears either. The thing it's is, sometimes hard to that. judge when someone's thrown in like that, though. Yeah, that's the thing. He's not had a chance to, like, he hasn't, hasn't had any reps with the first team, I think. It was a tough situation for him in in um in Chicago in Dallas. I, I thought he should have gone to Dallas last year, and when they were all like looking for, for for free agents, I think it's a decent move for them. Like you said, I think he's better than the two that they had there last season. Um, and I think there's a lot of disrespect put on the Red Rifle. I think he will do a relatively decent job for Chicago. The the biggest issue he has is he's got zero weapons. Like Alan Robinson is still being chained to the desk there, but apart from that, he doesn't really have an awful lot else going on. So I think a lot depends on them being able to bring in a couple of rookie wide receivers that can do something this year. And it is a strong class, so they might get lucky on that front. But honestly, if they can just have some level of competence in offense, their defense will bail them out. Whereas the Cowboys were never going to bail out anyone on defense. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, okay, I, mean, I don't, I don't think I've got a huge amount to say on this. I think he's he's 
not going to be their long-term future. I don't think anyone's anyone's saying that. But um, as an affordable stopgap, I think it's a pretty good choice. It's a really boring but sort of vaguely smart move. Yeah, it continues the merry-go-round of mediocrity at the quarterback position in Chicago, and I'm sure their fans are delighted. It's that it's the, that merry-go-round stretches out far further than just in Chicago, though. Yeah, it does. It really That's does. Um, yeah, we'll probably come to one or two of those. All right, number nine in our, our top nine, ten nine, stories. Nine, 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 <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. Um, the jersey numbers are being relaxed. This is a load of bollocks. <laughs> so you're furious. I'm absolutely. This is the only livid. reason we're podcasting, isn't it? So you can have this round. Yeah. Can I, Adam? Can I shock? Can I shock you here? I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> now you're you're in one of three camps about this, and I think I think that's probably the biggest one of people that don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's a fucking jersey number. Um, there is a camp of people who love it because oh, you can wear your college number oh we'll have a wide receiver who wore four in college that'll look cool idiots and and then there's a sensible camp that i'm in um of people who have watched the sport forever and you just you become accustomed to certain numbers being in certain positions and when you're watching a game you expect someone catching passes to be wearing 80 something i'm still not happy with wide okay. receivers wearing 10 by the way okay Adam, you, on to number eight. Adam <laughs> you, you mentioned you mentioned camps and you missed one, which is the fourth camp, which is a very, very small camp of all of the owners who are delighted at all the extra jersey sales that they're getting, which is the only reason they're doing this in the first place. Although the um although a yeah, lot of the but... players a lot of the players are already being like the holier than thou. No, I'm keeping my jersey number for all those fans who've bought it. I'm gonna take <laughs> one for the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. No one cares. No, they're not doing it because they know that no one's going to buy their new jersey number, and they don't want to be—they uh, don't want to be shamed by that fact. <laughs> I'd buy Josh Allen's new number. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> the most convincing argument for the status quo is that some players have restrictions on where they can be and what they can do, and having those players with a certain bracket of numbers makes the officiating job easier for but enforcing those rules. And they've stuck with that. Yeah, they, 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 to be fair, they have that element of it is still, yeah, it, it, it's, but it isn't just, it isn't just, it's, I would still maintain it, see, it, it will help officials on the field. Um, I, th- but... I, I think that they listened to our podcast, the NFL listened to our podcast a couple of months ago or whenever it last was, when we were talking about how shit it was retiring jerseys and how they were going to have to be a bit careful because <laughs> you keep on you keep on um, retiring jerseys and they're going to run out of ones that they can give wide receivers. Well, now they don't need to worry. So that's Adam, why actually, doing, Adam, it's your fault. I think rather than Rich's <laughs> theory, that's why they're doing this. And it came from the Chiefs who've got issues in certain number of ranges. Anyway. Bringing in Greek letters next and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more in favour of that than some of the nonsense that, well, who knows. I'd rather they had a cricket tournament bringing Greek letters than what they've currently got. Right, number eight. Number eight. Eight, eight, eight. eight. Thank you, Mark. Um, uh, Jadavian Clowney is still a free agent. He's one of the, well, he was probably a big, bigger name a year ago, and then he sort of stunk it up a bit in Tennessee. Uh, um, but actually, given the, cut price tag he's going to have i'd have him back um but he's been visiting cleveland and i yeah i I think somebody's going to get a bargain here this is part of a wider thing though where there's so many veterans with 
either they've just had a bad season or two recently or they're a bit older than the league ideally wants who are going to get one or two year deals that won't pay them very much in the hope that they'll get paid more. Richard Sherman's another one, right? I'd have him back at the Niners in a second if we can get him in with our salary cap situation. But Clowney's, there's a lot of these veterans out there. I think any team you talk to will have a couple of players they had last season who haven't been signed yet that they would have back given a chance. I remember last offseason having this conversation and I asked the question, why don't the Seahawks want to keep Clowney? And was it actually that he wasn't particularly good that the previous season? And I think the general consensus was he didn't have a particularly good year. He went to the Titans and he's been shit again. Is there just an argument that he's not very good anymore? I think it's it's a bit difficult to judge because he's certainly the past year when I paid more attention to him than when he was at the Seahawks. <laughs> Um, he turned up, the deal got done just before the regular season started. So he hadn't prepared with the team. Um, he then within, well, he sort of had some injury niggles. He then got hurt halfway through the season anyway. So, he, so durability, is, his last two years, he's either been injured or crap. So is it any surprise that he's not on a roster yet? I just, yeah, but I, I think... He's, he seems like if his level of production over the last two years, was anybody else other than someone whose last name was Clowney, he would be, he wouldn't even be getting interviews anywhere. But it's because he's Jadavian Clowney that teams are still seeing him. Like, you know, fuck, let's move on. Yeah, maybe, he's maybe. got, he's got the name recognition versus actual worth issue, which is he's probably asking for a good 50% more than anyone's actually willing to pay him. And he's probably. not willing to take that pay cut. Yeah. yeah. And, and no the one... irony is the longer that deal takes to get done with somebody, the worse a player is going to be. What they should do being another last minute thing. <laughs> what these teams should go and do is draft someone in the third round who's actually worth it and better. <laughs> Sorry, Jadavian. Very, obviously, very but... easy to say. <laughs> yeah, um, I think there are, there are a lot of free agents as well because of the the cap being squeezed. Um, a lot of free agents have been cut, and they're not going to earn as much money as they think they are. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly there's it. going to be a bit of a file, fire sale towards the end of it. Yeah, And the, the Canny the top... team owners are using it as a bargaining chip to be like, we'll hoover up some talent who don't have a contract at the last minute. And You can see the Patriots picking, well, they've already done it, but you well, can the see Patriots... them sniping some really kind of blue chip remainders. The, the Patriots is a weird one because they've actually been a team that's handed out some head-scratchingly large contracts to some fairly mediocre receivers. Especially and tight ends. Right. I just, I don't get what they're doing. I'd expected them to be the ones that would just sit on it, wait, and then pick up a bunch of really decent veterans for not very much money. I think, I I think I, you're right, though. Yeah. I think there will be teams that do that yeah. this, this offseason. Did I not see a stat or something where Belichick has spent more this offseason than he has in something like the last 20 years combined yeah. in free agency? It's bonkers. Yeah, yeah. That Johnny Smith deal is crazy. I don't, I don't see... It, him and him not, and Hunter Henry, the money is mad. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Hunter Henry's worth it if he can stay fit, but he won't. Well, no. I'd, I'd argue the fact that it's both of them makes it even more farcical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They haven't had over an... I don't think either of them have ever had something like a... Is it 700-yard receiving season? Bill's, Bill's decided that what no one's doing in the NFL right now is really leaning incredibly he heavily on the run game. And so he's, he's sneakily going to just have a run only team. 
yeah. The, the, the yardage stat is a bit of a red herring because it's it's all about red zone targets with those with those players and number of touchdowns they they both score. I, much I, ta- I take that. I take that. But when they're being paid collectively, as what would be if you add their, their production together, they're still nowhere near the most productive tight end in the league, and yet they're being paid at that level. And so you would expect them to be to, to be delivering that kind of stats, and they're nowhere near it. It's a weird one. It, it depends how you define productivity, but also there aren't that many top tight ends in the league. The league, yeah. does, the college system doesn't produce that many elite tight ends, and no. not all teams really use them. It's a it's a it's an odd one. And um, I mean, we mentioned Steve a bit already. Um, he obviously, <laughs> as a Patriots fan, he'd be loving. John o. Smith and Hunter Henry up there, I'm sure. But um, whether that's the right thing for the, for the Pats, I don't know. Um, I was. We may have another Pats receiver to, to come up a bit later in this countdown. Should we move on? Yes. Number seven. Seven, 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 seven. <laughs> um, not particularly current, but um, Carson Wentz has been traded to the Colts. Um, now... Yeah, it's been, it's been a while since we potted, so I'm just uh, perhaps sweeping up. Yes, Mark. Can I uh, can I refer to my answer I gave in the last pod when we discussed this thoroughly? <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Number six, then. Six, 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 six. <laughs> um, some more current, much more current news than that. Um, some stu- some running backs. Um, a couple of signings. Uh, James Connor is off to the Cardinals and Giovanni Bernard to the Bucks. Um, I think, well, but Bernard to me is well, he's, he's been a third down back his his whole career. I love Bernard, um, but he, yeah, he's he'll have a similar role, I imagine, at the Bucks. Connor, I gu- I'm guessing he's going to go and be the lead back in Arizona. The the thing that gets me about this particularly with the the bucks move is you think about the number of those twitchy small running backs that are damn running backs that new england have had over the years that brady absolutely loves throwing to he's gonna absolutely love Gio bernard as a target and 100%. i would expect him to get a lot of third down completions that's why he's gone there. It's because of his um, his pass his pass catching ability, no doubt. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think in certain situations he'll come in. I don't think he'll play a huge amount, but he's got a chance to win a Super Bowl ring. So fair play to I him. I think he's and... been under. I'd I'd love I've loved him the whole time at the Bengals. I think they've underused him of late. And um, they've had Mixon, who's just been an absolute workhorse, yeah. powerhouse. But it's yeah. I think I, he's, I think, I he's think not making right. the roster as a rusher ahead of Fournette. Or um, or Jones, but I think that as a as an option catching out the backfield, he'll do all right. And he might be making the roster ahead of Fournette. Really? Well, I'm not as a rusher, but just in general. <laughs> well, he's certainly a better bloke. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, the, the one that the one that was weird for me is my initial reaction of Connor to uh, the the Cardinals was, ah, oh, bollocks, great player joining a divisional rival but then i thought about it's like is he that good though he's been injured a lot and i'm not sure he's amazing and i i don't know that i am that bothered actually he's always been fairly slow isn't he he's not he's you know he's not one of the fastest backs in the league by a long way i think he'll be a decent backup to chase edmonds there um but yeah it's, if, it's if, if i'm honest with you i only found out he wasn't at the steelers anymore like three days ago yeah. <laughs> 
it feels like that. It's, there's so much been going on that it, it, so many free agents. It, seems, it does seem hard to keep track. Um, and yeah. There's that list that's always published of the players who are still free agents, and that slowly dwindles, and and you sort of lose track of the ones that that were <laughs> that were on there. Um, all right, number five. Five, 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 five. <laughs> um, Sam Darnold is no longer a New York Jet, and he has been traded to the Panthers now. So this would be really interesting to hear Craig's thoughts on this. Craig? It would, yeah. Um, it Now we certainly, if we didn't know before, <laughs> we know what the, the Jets are going to do in the draft. Um, draft and tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Um, I mean... Rich, mate, the, or... the thing is, though, it, like it, the the stupid thing is that you talk about drafting a tackle. That's probably what they should be doing. Yeah, because yeah. like they've got no, a... should be trading back to get yes, more picks. They've got you know, Donald hasn't been good for out of the quarterbacks in that class where he was expected to be unbelievable. He hasn't been, and he's been. Last year, especially, he was bottom of a lot of um, quarterback rankings. But there's, I've been back to and forward on this in terms of how much of a factor Gase is into what stunted his development. And there's definitely a bit of that that comes into it. But Darnold still hasn't been good. But is he is he so terrible that you think you have to jeopardize the possibility of actually building your team? by trading back that position, rolling with him for another year. And then if you do want to go and get another quarterback, then at least throw him into a situation where he's going to survive for a while. Because you throw in a person, a perfectly good quarterback into that situation in a, in a starting offensive line that is essentially, other than um, Beckton, is basically a revolving door, then they're just going to get marmalized. In every sense, a revolving and, door. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, it just seems like it's a baffling move to me. I get it that you want to have, you know, new new head coach, culture shift, getting your guy. I understand that. But what's the point if it's just going to be another lamb to the slaughter? I also think there's an element here of if you can add some level of protection for Darnold, he can be good. We've seen flashes of him being excellent at times over the last couple of years. But you've brought in a guy who is a defensive like new new era defensive specialist as your head coach if you can get the defense sorted out you maybe don't need to lean on Darnold being excellent you can deal with him being just decent serviceable right yeah yeah and, and he's and going then, into sorry and then if things really do not pan out well on that front you end up with a really great pick next year where you can move up and they've got like like you said i mean if they drop down they only need to drop down to like five or six and probably can still get Sewell that gives you a bunch of picks next year that you can use to trade up to get a quarterback at that point if you need to and if Darnold works out you can you can then use that as as ammunition to put pieces in place around him properly build your roster I get it if your starting quarterback this year is like you know Mitch Trubisky I understand why you go and get a quarterback (laughs) yeah but Darnold isn't that guy he's you know he's shown that he can be serviceable or if you've got an o-line and also, that's, also that's he's... working and you don't need to worry about the trenches and you're just like well we need to just plug a guy in who can work here 
that's fine as well, but that's not the situation in the Jets. No. Also, he's been shaky under Adam Gase. Yeah. You know, Ryan Tannehill <laughs> yeah. was shaky under Adam Gase. The, I can't. I can't believe that Sam Darnold is not worth. You know, not necessarily sticking with indefinitely, but there's still huge potential there. Surely um, that yeah. another coach can come in. I mean, Craig. Craig's not here. We don't. We don't need to keep looking at it from the Jets' perspective. What about the Panthers' perspective? Um, yeah, from Darnold's perspective, you're not going to get many better chances to prove what you couldn't prove in, with the Jets because he's got decent receivers there. He's got excellent support in McCaffrey, um, a decent O-line and a fairly decent defence from last season as well. So he's going into a good team. It's not like a team in a full rebuild mode. Yeah, I saw a couple of things on from NFL media that, su- that suggested that generally people believe that the Jets won this trade. I, I don't agree with that. I think Carolina wins this trade. You haven't given up an awful lot. And if you get a guy who turns out to be much, much better based on you're bringing him into, like you say, Pat, a much better situation, all of a sudden you could have a guy who could be your serviceable quarterback for 10 years. That's a massive win. And if you yeah. don't, okay, yeah, your biggest loss is a second pick next year, but it's it's not the end of the world. And as we learned last year, the Jets only win when winning makes them lose. yeah i i feel sorry for for bridgewater here because he sort of got screwed by mccaffrey getting injured and the panthers all round worked great last year i i don't know whether he's done but if he is then i feel bad for him because i i really like teddy i think he's he seems like a really great guy he was hugely talented when he first entered the league uh, and it just feels like a, a sort of a damp squib ending to a career if he goes out this way. I think yeah, he'll, he... be a, he'll be a really, really solid backup somewhere. Yeah. And I... he, he's somebody, I mean, if if I've got Bridgewater as a backup, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable starting him. I'd, I mean, in the yeah prepping for this, we also mentioned Gardner Minshew, who's well, on his way out of Jacksonville. Um, and... Yeah, rightly or wrongly, Pat. But yeah, I, I think Minshew is much less likely than Bridgewater to get a starting job. I don't think either of them do. Um, no. I think Minshew's been royally screwed. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, um, Teddy's just been Teddy's just been a bit unlucky. I can see why the Panthers have done this um, from their perspective. I agree with you, Rich. I think they 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 win that that trade. Um, Although, you know, a good trade. Both teams should win, obviously. Um, but, yeah, t- Teddy, Teddy's teddy got something to give, I think, still. Whether, whether it, he needs something to go his way. I don't mean injury in front of him. but the, th- the thing for me, I think if he's being asked to go and explore trade options um, and anyone that is a feels like they could be a starting quarterback in this league ne- needs to go and knock on the door of the Denver Broncos and go and compete with Drew Locke, in that team that's got a, a decent defense and some unbelievably good weapons at wide receiver, that's a position where a quarterback can succeed that's in the a league. Great, that's a great shout. I'd have Bridgewater over Locke. Exactly. There's yeah. a, there is a starting job to be won there. And so anyone that fancies um, trying to keep their, keep their hat in the ring, that's the place to go. Well, the concern seems to be with Bridgewater is that at the moment, uh, the Panthers have control and might look at it as an opportunity to have a, a like a, a a competition at quarterback and see whether Bridgewater can can step up to another level. I think and it's been that... I think it's been reported today that he's been told he can seek a trade partner. 
that that's true but at the same time there's the possibility that that trade doesn't happen until much later in the summer at which point all of the all of the options for starting or potential competing for starting job positions have gone yeah and he doesn't get that that joy I also think there's an element of even if he doesn't find a trade partner, doesn't end up moving on, he might still compete with Darnold there. Like the the amount that the Panthers have given up doesn't preclude them from sticking with Teddy if it turns out that he's actually, you know, given another year, given another off season, can step up. I'd be I'd be astonished if it plays out that way. Yeah, oh, I agree. Too. But they haven't. It's not like you're giving up a first and a third for him. No, 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 no. Sure. Um, that's yeah. That's why I think it's a good trade for the Panthers. Yeah. Um, Pat, what about Minshew? I mean, if in Jacksonville, things are much more obvious in terms of what they're going to do, who they're going to draft. Um, that goes that goes without saying. Um, Mac Jones at number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what What's the future for the guy who shares my birthday, Gardner Minshew? I'm not born in the same year as him, sadly. You don't uh, have yeah. the same mullet either. <laughs> no, that's terrific, by the way. I'm I'm slightly disturbed by a man who repeatedly names his haircuts, but that's a side issue. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's I'm I'm very disappointed in the way the team has treated him because he gave us some of the best quarterback play we've seen in the last uh, decade, albeit it regressed last season. Um, they brought in Bethard, who as far as I could see, is pretty much worse than him in every statistic. Passes completed, turnover ratio, touchdowns, quarterback rating, all of the win-loss, the most important one. So, they brought and Minshew is third choice or surplus to requirements. So, I don't understand why you'd bring in a replacement for your backup quarterback and ruin the guy's trade value you trade him first and then bring the other guy in. That would make more sense to me, but I don't know about reeling and dealing. Or, it's, it seems... Or you bring someone in that's better than him if that's what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> From the fans' perspective, I was hoping it would be a case of either you give Lawrence some time to adapt behind him or you make him happy to back up Lawrence because then you've got yourself in a situation where you have a backup who's won seven of his 13 NFL starts, which is a good position to be in, you know, albeit with some question marks from the performances we saw last year. But it feels also like, from what he's done so far, he's had a taste of being a starter and doesn't want to stop being a starter, and all of this kind of stuff in the media, trying to keep his profile high, seems to be to me, to be edging towards that. So I think that's what we're looking for, is a place like Denver, where the starting position is up in the air and he can maybe... um move there, challenge for that, and you know, good luck to me if that happens, but it's it feels like a, a waste from the team from my point of view. I just don't know what teams are going to give up in terms of trade value for Minji right now. I, I suspect his price isn't very high. Right. Uh, yeah. He was a sixth rounder in the first place, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Not that that should necessarily matter, but it's a... It does, though, always, or it seems to. I mean... You talked about Clowney and the numbers that he looks to get because he's an early first-round pick. People look at someone like Minshew as a as a third-day pick, and they're like, "Nah, I'm not going to give up more than a fourth or a fifth for him." I've heard Moot they're looking for a third, but that's um, hearsay. I think they'd be perhaps be, lucky yeah. to get that. 
maybe, maybe that maybe, they could have got that third a next year ago. or something. It would have seemed more likely before you bought in his replacement, made it clear you weren't really interested in using him. Then <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. yeah, all right. Oh no, no, we really still like him, obviously. Like mm. trying to sell the car with the flat tires in the shed outside <laughs> your house. Having already bought a slightly better car, sorry, yeah. so, sorry, a slightly inferior car that you stick on the yeah, <laughs> that that metaphor doesn't work in any way. I apologise for that. <laughs> I'm not carrying it. All I'm the just, way I I'm just trying to work out what. Method and Minshew would be obviously Minshew would be a pickup truck of some sort because you know America. I'm not sure what CJ Bethard would be, maybe <laughs> some kind of shitty van. <laughs> After I've suggested the metaphor doesn't work, I like the way you've uh, extended it, Rich. You bailed him out a little bit there, Rich. To be honest, I was hoping to leave him hanging, to, hanging out to dry. <laughs> All right. Um, Next in our countdown, number four. Four, 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 four. <laughs> um, uh, we have, this is a little bit old news, and apologies we covered it on the last pod, although I don't think we did. Um, we have a 17-game schedule confirmed by the NFL. Now, again, this makes me go a little bit old man yells at cloud, um, but <laughs> I don't really see the need for it. This is so stupid that I need another beer. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. Uh, now, this one, Adam, I agree with you on. This is just lunacy. <laughs> it, it bothers me that, uh, yeah, it's like records now don't mean anything. Um, history of yards like doesn't mean anything anymore um, because now we've got an extra game. So 2,000-yard rushing season doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, you know, the, all the receiving yards that we've got, all the passing totals, anything like that is now pointless. So anyone that's achieved anything in their life, it's all going to be, oh, well, now he's within the 17-game season. So that's stupid. Also, just the way that you're saying, like, I'm having to now think about records again. So it's like, I like a really mediocre team being, you know, oh, he's, he's going to be a crap eight and eight. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't work anymore. And yes, it frustrates me that... I'm having to think about no way eight and eight, eight and nine, and you can't have. I don't like that you can't have a five, a five hundred record. It's just yet. Yeah, either make eight, eight, eight and one. It's yeah, well, it's going to be well, all right, but you know, <laughs> still got five hundred. I don't think. <laughs> Not just an odd number of games, but a prime number of games. It's right up there right. with the prime um, number of games. That is yes. peak fat. Yes, it's, it's, it's right up there with the seven teams into mentioned. the playoffs. It's like you take eight and have an even number of games, but why would you do that when you could take seven and have a really weird, convoluted, unnecessarily complicated system? Did, or just leave it at six and don't tinker with it because it doesn't need tinkering with. Six teams in each conference in the playoffs and 16 teams in each conference playing 16 games. It worked. It made sense. It worked. No, no, nobody was calling for this. <laughs> nobody. Oh, no, apart from the owners who stand to make more money again. Except they won't if, you know, they can't actually put people in stadium. <laughs> well, yeah. I'd love it if every single fan, every single fan boycotted that, that 17th, <laughs> whatever is deemed to be the 17th game. It won't happen, but yeah, it's it's stupid and it winds me up. And like, I hate the fact, like the thing that hacks me off the most is the is the records and how they don't mean anything anymore. And yeah, that it pisses me off that... There's only, yeah. there's only two other ways it annoys me. 
And like you keep doing, oh, hang on, it's this as well. I don't, and there's, there are just more and more reasons it's nonsense. Like, like not being able to say, oh, that, that seven and nine bullshit doesn't, like, it doesn't work anymore. The, the, only, the only two things, and I'm not a fan of this, and I, I hate it as much as you guys, the only two silver linings to this happening are you can only have a winning or losing record, which I don't really mind that too much. And the fact that the 49ers get to play the Bengals next year. <laughs> yeah, that I doesn't think, seem fair. I think the Bills have got someone pissed as well, which is, is quite Brilliant. nice. I can't remember who it is, but it's um, it's no one that's any good. Ours is the Saints. I saw that and it almost made me angrier because I was like, oh, good, we get to play them. No, this is a bad idea. Stop backing it. <laughs> Actually, the Saints, that's a team that Minshew or uh, Bridgewater could go and improve their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I I quite like the idea of Jameis being the QB there. I just want to see it. I think it'll be fun because the amount of receiving weapons he's got, he might throw fifty touchdowns and fifty picks in a year, and that would be entertaining. I, he's never been dull. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, he can win you a game from anywhere, and <laughs> and lose you one from anywhere. From anywhere. <laughs> All right, number three in our countdown. Three, 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 three. I don't know why we why you started this, but it's going to carry on right the way through. <laughs> yeah. um, Justin, or Julian, as he likes to go by, Edelman. As, <laughs> he hasn't announced JJ his, Edelman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He hasn't announced his retirement from the NFL so much as failed to pass a physical to stay in the NFL. Um, to be so, fair, they recorded that video surely a few days ago so they could get all the post-production done so then they've known this is coming <laughs> also, also he's definitely going to be a tampa bay buccaneer by <laughs> september <laughs> there's been a bit of a little twitter row today about whether he should go into the hall of fame i th- th- he's not he's not act- i'm, I'm going to say he's not that good his, his big play, the one stats. that's famous for, is that catch in the Super Bowl, which was a fluke. A complete fluke. Yeah. It would be I like some David stats on this to back up the argument. Fame. Sorry, Pat. Oh, that's my bad. I looked at some stats on this to consider where I felt on the argument, and uh, he's the, has the 156th most receiving yards of all time, eight behind Odell Beckham Jr., 29 ahead of Randall Cobb, just to put it into perspective. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. has had a, like, half of the length of his career. Quite, to... yes. Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb must be going to the Hall of in Fame, total right? receiving touchdowns behind uh, Kenny Stills and Tyler Lockett and Mercedes <laughs> Lewis. So, to my mind, unless all, you have a really fucking big Hall of Fame, you shouldn't be anywhere near it. Yeah, he's in and, the and, pretty good and has been around a long time Hall. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's always that's often like a an argument that goes backwards and forwards as well because there are players that had very short but spectacular careers or very long and consistent but not spectacular careers and everyone argues about whether they should be in the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah. I think Hall of Fames are stupid and they should just not do them. <laughs> are you putting Wes Welker in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> are you putting Wes Welker in the Hall of Fame? Well, the thing is, the thing is with the slot receiver position is, would you ever Welker see a slot receiver in the Hall of Fame? Because slot receivers just—they don't get that many yards. You just—you need them as a safety valve, and he is Edelman has been an excellent safety valve over the years for 
for the Pats and to bail them out in situations that might have meant that they lost games. Lost I'd argue 90% of those bailing out of the Patriots are because of a good pass from Tom Brady. On any of those I'm, not, I'm not trying to argue for him being in the Hall of Fame. All I'm saying is, does this mean we're arguing that no slot receiver will ever be in the Hall of Fame? I think if you argue that Edelman gets in, you argue that you have to expand it um, by about 20 <laughs> the other players that are as deserving as him. Or do you just assume that slot receiver is a different position to wide receiver? I don't know. It's stupid. Let's not do Hall of Fame shit because it's, it's ridiculous and it's all opinion anyway. It's all a popularity contest, so fuck off. Well, that, that's, yeah, that, <laughs> isn't it? Right. Number two. Two, two, two. How exciting is this, by the way, for the listeners, do you reckon? Are they wondering what's going to be number one? Um, <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> all right. They've all, they've all turned off. It's fine. <laughs> number two. Um, and it's this, this is the chat that could get a bit murky. Um, what's it's all right. Russ isn't here. <laughs> what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson in 2021 in every sense? Um, now, initially, there's talk of Watson being traded. He doesn't seem to want to stay at the Texans. He seems to want to go to the Jets. <laughs> um, now, there seem to be more and more rumours coming from initially one source, which just seemed to be a bit of a, a racist idiot in Texas trying to stir things up about a quarterback he clearly didn't like. Um, but some people seem to be coming out of the woodwork Lots of masseuses being flown in from different parts of America um, to um, give Deshaun Watson an ending, happy or otherwise. Um, also, lots of other unsavory things. Um, this is all allegedly, by the way. So, I, I, it's starting to reach the point now. My reaction to this was this: this is just people trying it on to make money from someone who's very, very famous and successful. But there seems to be so much mud that I do wonder where some of it, whether some of it's going to stick. Um, it's all getting a bit serious. It's affecting, it's going to affect his season in 2021 in some way. And to what that extent, it's mud you've thrown on yourself. Because when your defense of 22 accusations of impropriety from masseuses is to roll out 18 more masseuses and go, well, these ones didn't have any impropriety with me. It's like, <laughs> that means you've had 40 masseuses. What the hell is this? That's it's almost the like they go and see it once and then they don't want to go it again, right? Yeah, it does. It, yeah, exactly. That's the thing I don't understand, right? If you are a sportsman who needs, like, the 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 best physical care of your body... Surely you find someone you really trust to do the best possible job and you stick with them. Why are you mm -hmm. going that, after that... tens or hundreds of different options? I just, it doesn't, it all feels weird to me. It feels weird to him as well, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Does just taking good care of your body include tickling, tickling his rim? Is that like part of the... Yes. Uh, apparently yes, you can get yes, very tense, Adam. Sorry, what? <laughs> isn't that one of the, that's one of the things that uh, yeah anyway. there was a suggestion that he needs to be loosened up in certain areas because of the way that he plays <laughs> literal squeaky bum time <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i it, it's one of those the way i see this is one of those where 
there seems to be weirdness and dodginess on both sides. And I'm not suggesting the masseuses that are accusing him of being dodgy. I'm suggesting the lawyer that seems to be representing them just seems like a bit of a mad, bonkers idiot, Um, which may worsen their case, but doesn't mean that they've done anything wrong. Um, But at the same time, there's a whole load of behavior on Watson's side that just seems very suspect. Um, and so I'm, I'm now at the point where I'm like, I just want to see how this plays out. I'm sort of interested in seeing what happens, but it's, who the fuck knows what happened there? As, as you said at the start, Adam, he started off by not wanting to start for the Texans next year. I bet you'd get an awful lot to be starting for the Texans <laughs> next year now. And I, I don't think there's any chance that he's playing for a good portion of next season. I think uh, the Texans are going into next season with Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. And we all know what that means. <laughs> He's what it tells get, us really he's is get that something the... injected into his lung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lucky. What it tells us really is that the uh, talk about going to the Jets was more of a cry for help than we realised. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a weird one because it's it's hard to sometimes gauge. Like I don't know, I don't know what's gone on necessarily. None of us. You do. weren't hanging uh, out in the back of the no, massage room, Adam. I, I wasn't there, and um, and we. It's, it's human nature to guess as to whether you think someone's guilty or not. And uh, you, there's a sense, that, uh, my sense here is it's probably somewhere in the middle. Like he's yeah. he's been a bit murky in his behaviour, but maybe not gone as far. But who knows? Um, and it's it's so hard to predict. Like we don't we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know which how the legal system in the US is going to go. Um, it's. <laughs> These things are a a distraction at best. The the thing is, it's not going to be good for his career either way, isn't it? Because he was looking to move away. There isn't a chance any team is is making a move for Deshaun Watson this offseason as things stand for him. So whatever happens, he's either true to his word and he doesn't play for the Texans next year, either voluntarily or because he's made to not be starting for them. But regardless, it's, it's not good to have a quarterback of that talent not starting in the NFL for him. It can't, it's not, it can only hurt him long-term. The, the, the other big problem here from a career perspective, and let's bring it back to that, is these suits are all um, civil suits. So there hasn't been any criminal suits lodged against him yet, but the police and the uh, DA in, in that city are currently sitting there watching the civil suits to see what happens there and see what evidence appears. So it may be that all the civil suits happen and that means that he doesn't get to play this season and then a whole load of criminal stuff comes in and that may prolong all of this stuff, even if he's eventually cleared, for another year or two beyond that. This this could drag on for a long, long time. I could see him playing while a lot of it's being dragged on, though. But for who? Sorry? (laughs) For who? That's the question. Well, for for Houston now, it has to be. But but would he he play for them if he had no choice? No team's going to trade for him with all of this hanging over him. This is the man who absolutely... I think he would now, yeah. I think he'd have to. Yeah, it's just a a bit of a... (laughs) You're basically saying, yeah, I wanted to leave... I was I asked for a lot of women to play with my butthole and they called me on it. So now I'm going to start for you. Cool. <laughs> That's neatly summed up, Mark. I think yeah. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Shall we get to number one in our one, countdown? One, 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 one. Um, but first, a quick recap of the top ten. A new entry at ten. <laughs> no, I'm not, not going to do that. Um, number one, um, it's the San Francisco 49ers deciding that they're going to give up every draft pick in their history <laughs> or the future, I should say. Um, quarterback to that everyone thinks is rubbish? About three spots in the draft. No, give us the details, Rich. What have they given up and what do they get? So it is they swap picks this year and give up a third round pick, of which we have several. And then next year and the year after's first round picks to move from 12 to number three, which feels like a lot unless you get your quarterback of the future, in which case it will feel like not very much at all. Um, And then the Dolphins made another move. So they traded with the Eagles to get back up to number six for some picks, which I have less interest in. It looks well, let's start with that quickly. It looks pretty sweet for Miami, the way they've done this. Yeah, yeah, they've done really well. They've got a load of picks and they've stayed top six, which gives them a shot. Well, probably not at a quarterback, you've got to think. It's not going to be quarterback. I think this, there's a lot of talk that they're interested in Carl Pitts, the tight end. It's going to be Pitts or Sewell, either one of which gives them a really good value pick there. Because if Pitts falls, he's considered the number two guy in this draft from an overall perspective. Yeah, he's, and a, so he's if, like a generational talent, supposedly. Yeah, and, and Sewell is considered comfortably the best lineman slash tackle in this draft. So... Either one of those falls to six, which looks likely based on the number of QBs that are going to go in the top ten. They've got a great, they've got a great value pick there. Yeah, okay. and, and both of them help to her. From the Niners' perspective, it's, I mean, to me, it looks like a massive gamble. And as you say, if you get your guy, <laughs> it pays off and it looks great. And if you don't, you're in the shit for three years at least and you you've gone full you you're almost rebuilding when you haven't got the picks to do it now who i mean it's a gamble either way um yes there are some good you know the jags are going to take trevor lawrence at the top of the draft um then then it's the jets and then it's the niners john lynch must know who he's going to get well i think i think they've decided they like whoever potentially falls them at three so like you say lawrence is everyone's odds on bet to go number one and then wilson seems to be the current favorite to go number two although in the last day or two there's more rumblings that the jets might like fields more than people have assumed that they would um i I think they like wilson or fields as an option and have just said we'll take whichever one falls but we want that guy the thing that I find odd is that everything I've read so far suggests that the guy who wants his is the who everyone can like can, says is the fifth pick is the fifth best quarterback in Mac Jones. So I think it makes sense if it's if you're and you're right that if it's either um, Fields or Trey Lance, who I think is is quite undervalued in this draft and would be going higher in any other draft, but everyone seems to be talking about Mac Jones, which I find bizarre. So Mac Jones. The Mac Jones stuff has come out of Mayoko, who's the 49ers' main semi-insider beat reporter guy. He's been reporting on the Niners for years, and and generally you can trust a lot of what comes out 
fire him at least during the regular season um and a few others so um chris collingsworth who is he was the quarterback when shanahan was uh was a wide receiver in texas tech mm-hmm. and so the two of those two sources have basically joined the dots and said mac jones is the most like Kirk Cousins out of all of the quarterbacks coming out. And we were assuming that because uh, Shanahan wanted Cousins, what, four years ago, when when all of that stuff was first happening, when he came into the 49ers, that they want, that's his prototype, that's the player he wants. Now, over the last 18 months, Shanahan has more and more praised the likes of Mahomes in terms of, and, and Russell Wilson, obviously, in terms of having that dual threat ability even though they're throwing first quarterbacks. And so the, the, there's this sort of dynamic where some of the close media to the 49ers have said Mac Jones is the guy because he's he's incredibly accurate. He's good at like the short and intermediate stuff. And he would be a guy that probably would fit a Shanahan system very well. But he's not a massive upgrade on what they have already in Jimmy Garoppolo. So See, it seems like a lot to give up for a guy who's not that much better. That yeah. that's my that's my take on it. So the I like I get obviously get the whole thing about they they want to move out, they want yeah. whoever from this draft. It's just giving up so much. Now whether yeah, okay, you could hit, it could be great. Um but they've still given up a lot. I just I just wonder if there were other ways of GMing it so that they could have got their guy without all those picks going. I think I think the way they see it is, and I don't think Mac Jones is the pick. By the way, I think it's. I love Justin Fields. Having looked more at quarterbacks than I thought I was going to be during this off season. Well, so, um, same same point. Whoever it is, I I think if I think if the Niners want Mac Jones, they don't make this move right now. I think they wait to draft day and they wait to see if he falls to eight or nine, and then they move up to get him at that point. Or they the just wait to the see. The argument if is, if it's Mac Jones, you could have got him at twelve, wherever you were, probably. Exactly, exactly, probably, and and even if you need to move up, you move up to nine and take him there. Yeah. Um, I I think he they've looked at Wilson and Fields and gone. You've got to look at accuracy as well, right? Wilson and Fields have similar levels of accuracy to Mac Jones, but they have a bigger arm and more ability to get out of structure and play, and that's why I think it's. Those two guys are the reason why they've moved up to three. Um, Trey Lance for me is intriguing, but his his accuracy in the short and intermediate is shitty, and Shanahan wants that level of accuracy, so it doesn't make sense to move up for him. I assume there's no chance that they're not taking a quarterback, right? I don't see any situation where you give up that much and then take a tackle <laughs> or a defensive <laughs> lineman. Yeah. It doesn't. the The only way you make that move now is you say, right, we're going to move up now because we're only giving up two first rounds over the next two years, and then we trade back from this position when teams are desperate on draft night, and then you trade back to ten or something, and someone else moves up, and all of a sudden you get a ton of draft picks because people are desperate. But I don't see that happening either. It also seems bizarre to me that they've like there's a chance they don't get who they want, right? Because they they don't unless they 100% know who the Jets are taking it to. There's every chance that the Jets could take who they want to take, and then they've given up a shitload for someone that yeah is a new shiny quarterback, but isn't necessarily the guy that they want to take. 
you, you have to remember that Wilson and Fields are very not not they're not the same player, but they've got quite similar traits. So they're both right, players. But they might they might be very different around. people, and that's got to be a big part of the process too. And yeah. they, they might have fallen in love with the quarterback, and the Jets might have fallen in love with that guy as well. Well, you've got to remember as well that Salah is the head coach of the Jets, and you've got to think that Shanahan, if, if they're going to move up to three, they've that's, probably had a that's chat. That's a very fair point. Yeah, that's they've a very fair definitely point. definitely had a chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got to feel, you've got to if, feel that if you're If John not Lynch gonna... has done this and they haven't had a chat, John Lynch <laughs> wants sacking. <laughs> well, this, this is the other thing, right, is I'm convinced that if the Niners fail here, if we pick someone who then doesn't go on to be at least a medium level of successful over the next five years, Lynch is gone. The question that's intriguing for me is everyone's assuming that Lynch and Shanahan are gone in that situation. I don't know that Shanahan is. I think you end up bringing in a GM who's got much more control over the personnel. So it's not this, what what they pitch out at the moment is this balance thing where between the two of them, they work out who they want. But you might end up in a situation where the, the top down say okay we love Shanahan as a coach but you're not as good at assessing the personnel you want as we think you should be we're going to bring in a GM who's going to understand what you need for your system but he's going to be the one that does the the assessment of potential and brings in those players and so that'll be an intriguing situation if it plays out that way I'm, I'm hoping we get Justin Fields because I fucking love him he's, he's an incredible talent stupidly accurate from the pocket brilliant out of structure and just just really exciting and i expect that we will keep jimmy for next year everyone's talking about trading him i think we keep him for for next year we have an alex smith pat mahomes situation and then we hope that he balls out this year and we can trade him for a bunch of picks next year and get some of that value back that we shifted for fields yeah that's a nice segue. I was thinking from from an outside fan's perspective, I like seeing the front office being decisive. I can see why they'd want to find a long-term replacement for Garoppolo based on both how he's played and the amount of time he's not played. You know, it makes sense to be thinking of the future. So yep. if you get a guy, if you see a guy who you want and you have a chance to move for him, so much the better. And if he can sit behind Garoppolo for a year or two and learn the game, I think that's beneficial. So it feels like a good move at the right time rather than doing what the Steelers have done, which is um, just sit as your quarterback crumbles and your team crumbles around him and not get that replacement in place in time. So I'd rather be where you are than where some other teams are, certainly. It extends the window as well, right? Because if we, if even if Jimmy plays for all of next year and we go into the playoffs and then we trade him at the end of that and Fields come in at the start of his second year we get in a situation where we've got a rookie contract for the next four years. And that gives you so much more cap space to play with. It extends the Super Bowl potential window for this team much further than just the next two or three years. Yeah. You're better to have two potential starters long-term than none as the Broncos and the Jaguars and the Bears have found out over recent seasons. Right. And it goes back to Adam's point of, you're taking a massive swing here. If you miss, you're fucked. Yeah. Or you're stuck with Jimmy for the next five years who's pissed off because you tried to draft his replacement. As a fan, like touching on what Pat just said, as a a fan, would you rather your team swung 
to try and get glory or just accept mediocrity if those are the two options we we've been very cautious as well right we've not made big moves we've not traded away lots of draft picks to to make those moves when we have generally and so it feels like if you're swinging now you really love a guy yeah that's why i think it shocked people uh, yeah. No, yeah no no one saw this no one saw this coming um yeah I, and it's weird when we still don't know <laughs> who it's gonna be it's exciting um the yeah. draft the, well the, the, the one thing i will say on that is that Schefter, two three days after this move was made was like i'll be 95 I, i'm 95 percent sure it's mac jones i'll be amazed if it's not him blah 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 he had an interview on a on Mayoko's podcast two or three days ago where he was like, it could be anyone. If I if I was saying this, I'd I'd guess at Mac Jones. So there's this massive like winding back of certainty about who it who it is from then to now. So yes, no one really knows. And they they are renowned for not leaking, right? No one knew that this move was gonna happen until it happened. Yeah, yeah. We will find out. There you go. That's um, top 10 stories per long snap of podcast. You could have listened to like around the NFL for seven times a week over the last six months and you know, you'd be much better informed, quite frankly. Um, but if you've listened to this, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, you wouldn't you'd have be better entertained, better informed, all this sort of stuff. Um, they don't do a quiz. They occasionally you get some there but um well when when wes's toaster it it always no, was wasn't it not anymore sadly okay right before we get into any other business another little teaser any other business with a bit of a twist um this is going to get very long this podcast <laughs> as usual um obviously before that it's time for this <laughs> Ugh, horrible. Oh, don't say that about the Jags. No. Things Pat hates. Cryptocurrencies. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. It's I'm with you. <laughs> I know Rich won't be with you, but I certainly am, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not with him. <laughs> it's something you're into, let's be honest. Right. Um, any other business? Um, the aforementioned Mallover podcast, you know, we're part of the conglomerate, although we're not following. We're, yeah, we have been sent free gifts to shave our, our balls with, so you know, we're not going <coughs> to mention that. Um, but they, they, they had an Ask Mallover Anything podcast this week, and one of the, one of the questions which quite entertained me, um, hearing some of the, the stories going back, um, was what is your claim to fame? Um, so we're going to ask the same thing. Um, what is your claim to fame? The more tenuous, the better, ideally. Um, after Ben Eustace talked about his ancestors marching to London in the 15th century um, <laughs> and getting drawn and quartered, um, <laughs> which is pretty exceptional. Um, let's let's start with you, Rich. Uh, I I obviously have many 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 cla- no I don't have many claims to fame. Um, <laughs> That's my- how we do the long tab of podcast. <laughs> Uh, I grew up with a uh, a rather famous award on the on the mantelpiece at my parents' house, which is a BAFTA, 
my dad won it in 1983 for a TV series that he edited called The Box of Delights. Actually, yeah. So I think that's probably my dad is my main link to any anything or anyone famous. He was a videotape editor for the BBC for a long time. Um, and I used to go in and watch him edit Match of the Day. So I've met Alan Hansen and uh, Mr. Dixon and, and several other. Oh, uh, Gary, Gary Lineker, certain Gary Lineker, who is much shorter in real life than you'd expect him to be. Um, so, yeah, there's, I guess, some level of claiming to fame there, but it's mostly other people's fame. And Oh, my dad had lunch with one of S Club 7 once without knowing who she was. Brilliant. Why don't? Why didn't you leave with that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I've only just thought about it because I really <laughs> didn't bother prepping for this. <laughs> it's one of those things that, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. definitely think of something better afterwards. I think, but yeah, S, S-, S- Club Seven were at the at BBC's uh, TV Centre, and my dad was looking for a spot to sit down and have lunch, and the only free spot was opposite some young blonde lady, and my dad worked at the BBC, so there were lots of young blonde ladies kicking around generally was that, the, was that the racist one uh joe from s club seven was she racist i don't yeah, know I think she was she was she went on big brother and started being all racist was that her <laughs> i don't know i mean she wasn't racist in front of my dad as far as i'm aware <laughs> yeah my my dad was like i, I am not and he didn't sit down and she went oh girl those black people <laughs> that wasn't my first life I mean, he didn't relay that I, to I me if that was the case. What's acting like? Oh, it's, it's, it's quite nice. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, apparently, Rachel was hanging out, but mostly being stalked by every man in the BBC. That's not surprising. <sighs> <laughs> All right, um, Pat, give us your claim to fame. I'll go short and sweet, but I will go one that's actually me. I've been kissed by a member of the House of Lords. Oof. Wow. It's not as seedy as it sounds. Yeah, he did love the miners, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we, we, Very good. You, was this part of the politicians kissing babies thing? Way back in the day, were you were you a tiny baby being kissed for political? She game? wasn't a politician at the time. It's uh, Floella Benjamin's an author, so I was getting a kid's book signed, and yeah, got a big smooch in the face. But I was like five, so apparently that's still cute and acceptable at that age. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, um, Mark. So I personally have absolutely zero claims to fame. I was I was in a car once that my dad was driving when we nearly ran over Chris Eubank. So that was, that was one, but we didn't we didn't but run him over. He just punched the car to a stop. No, he just like <laughs> looked, pulled his hoodie down, like looked angry, and then carried on running. Um, so off, so there, off to his youth hostel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the only other one is also linked to my to my dad, who is is a man who is not into his football at all. Far more into far more a rugby bloke from the northeast. And um, in nineteen seventy seven. He was a manager at a Littlewood store in um, near Richmond, I think, in London. And um, he had to attend a, a conference for all Littlewood store managers or graduate store managers or something and went up and um, attended this conference and was 
you know, chatting to people as you do and was talking to some bloke when he was heading back to his room. This isn't where I know the sounds where it's going, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and um, turns out the guy he was talking to was a chap called John Moores, who you may or may not know was the chairman of Everton Football Club at the time. And um, he was talking to him about a a person who he was thinking about signing for his club. And was he a football? Did he like his football? What did he think? And um, he, because he said, sorry, I don't know who that is, not interested, um, you know, never really watched football, I can't help you. My dad is convinced that John Moores didn't sign this person off the back of that. And approximately eight days later, Liverpool signed Kenny Dalglish. And as they say, <laughs> the rest <Dude>. is history. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my dad is convinced that Kenny Dalglish signed for Liverpool because he didn't know who he was. And Everton therefore didn't sign him. Amazing. I hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, I don't. This this is a weird. This is a weird question. Um, the the thing I'm going to give you're the one you, that brought it up. Well, no, it was Russ or whoever. No, someone must have tweeted it. I think. But I I, I was wondering about this. Now, I'm I'm going to tell you about the thing that I have no evidence well, Adam, for. Adam. You, you are very good friends with James Martin. I am. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not worthy of discussion, though. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The 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 thing that I can't really look into properly um, is, but it's the fact that my mum, when she was in, I think, late teens, early twenties, she went to live in America, and this this is like the 60s the like yeah late 60s um a very unusual time for someone from the UK to go and live in America but she did she married an american not my dad my dad was a second marriage but um she worked for sunny and share um like nice. and i don't i don't really know, like as in close close to them and i thought um, they would have been pretty famous at that time, and this, but I don't. I have no way of finding out any more about this. Sadly, my my mum's no longer with us. There aren't really any members of the family that I don't know, her parents have um, long since passed, and it, it's one of those sort of gets passed as passed down that you hear secondhand. Um, and like, while I perfectly believe that it's true, like I'd love to know exactly what she did. And you should drop what it was you should like. Drop share a tweet, mate. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely thought about that a few times, but I'd, I'd say what it's just it's it's bad. My mum worked for you in the sixties. Do, do you Maybe. remember? Yeah, ish. Um, but it's it would have been a crazy life that she'd have led, um, and to yeah, be able to find out more more about that would be fantastic. But it yeah, it's not necessarily a myth, but just uh, or yeah, just this sort of mystique about this about this story um so yeah it's that weird thing that our parents had these actual lives before they got married and had us as kids yeah. <laughs> right and that yeah. she did stuff <laughs> yeah I, I thought uh... i thought you were going somewhere very different there with the whole yeah move to america and blah i thought it was like oh yeah she had a massive affair with jfk or something like that <laughs> Maybe she did. Maybe she, she did. Does she shoot JFK? <laughs> Why would yeah, Cher I... have wanted that? Yeah, that's a good 
If it was Sonic. On the orders from Cher. It's all falling into place now. <laughs> all right. Is, is that enough for uh, one off-season podcast? This is probably yeah, too much. Something <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, if you've uh, if you've listened to listened to this much, then you're the same people that probably listened to this much <laughs> of the last one, and will hopefully of the next one. Um, but there you go. And um, thanks for yeah, thanks to the three of you. Thanks for for listening. No thanks to to Craig for suggesting that we record on this day. <laughs> I mean, we had fun. Yeah, hope hope you had a lovely time with your family. You prick. Whatever he was doing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, we'll be. I'm not going to say we'll be back soon because it might not be that soon. I like to think <laughs> we'll, we'll probably do something around the draft, which is quite soon. Yeah, it's like two weeks. Maybe, maybe we won't. <laughs> it feels like it's been going on forever already, but that's a personal project. Yeah, I want to hear Rich's reaction when they do eventually draft Matt Jones. So we'll um, we'll definitely gather <laughs> after that. I think. Yeah, the next the next podcast date will depend very heavily on that because <laughs> you guys will be pushing really hard for one very shortly after the draft. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be good. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks again, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. Sign up for Steve Baseball. We'll catch you soon. The idea of giving up that much for a guy that you might have got where yeah, you already 12, were easily would have got twelve anyway. You could have dropped. You could have traded back and got him still. Well, there's there's a suggestion that uh, Atlanta were looking at him, which was why the Niners moved up. But I'm not sure I believe that didn't either. We talk about, didn't we talk about the Niners enough on the podcast? And now we're <laughs> as well. Fuck me! Why do we always do this? Oh, no yeah, because we never talk about the Bills. We didn't talk <laughs> about the Bills even once. It's disappointing. No, it's what the was first time in about four years. We didn't mention the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, or... <laughs> I think or you brought De- up Josh Allen's Josh, jersey well, number. That's all right then. Or Dennis Irwin. That's the reason for your, your fading semi right now. <laughs> <laughs>